Hello, thank you for joining us for the Seed to Sow podcast. My prayer is that you will be blessed by today's word. Get up to grow up. Our scripture is taken from Hebrews 11, verses 23 through 27. And this is how it reads. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Get up to grow up. The 11th chapter of Hebrews can be said to be a roll call of people of faith. When we look back at the beginning of this chapter, we see a list of people who might rightfully be called giants of faith. The names are familiar ones. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and even Sarah. Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Each name is familiar. We've heard them hundreds of times in our church services and Sunday school lessons. But the point I believe the writer of Hebrews was trying to make in encouraging us toward a life of faith is not that these individuals just had faith, but that they acted on that faith. Abel gave a more acceptable sacrifice to God. Enoch walked with God. Noah built the ark. Abraham set out toward an unknown place with no GPS and no destination. Sarah was enabled to have a child in her old age because she considered him faithful who had promised. Isaac blessed his sons Jacob and Esau into their future, and Joseph told the Israelites to hold on. Their deliverance from Egypt was coming as promised. James 2 verse 26 tells us, For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. In other words, to say we have faith is one thing, but we just ought to have some works, some action growing out of that faith. The five verses that are the basis of our message begin with a flash back on the very early life of Moses. Moses was that little baby who was marked for extermination even before he was born. He was born in Egypt during a time when Pharaoh had ordered that all Hebrew male newborns were to be cast into the Nile River. But Moses didn't just become a man of faith. He came from parents who were people of faith. Verse 23 tells us, 
By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Moses' parents were people of faith and oh, what a precious gift it is to our children to be born into families of faith, to know and see faith in action in their homes, to be surrounded and nurtured by the power of God, to be raised by parents who hear and obey the voice of God. An equally wonderful and important gift is to have parents who see that their children are no ordinary children. My brothers and my sisters, our children are growing up in a world that seeks to squash their futures even before they are born. A recent study by researchers at the University of Minnesota found that although black newborns are three times as likely to die as white newborns, the mortality rate for black babies is cut in half when they are cared for after birth by doctors of the same race. What does that tell us? When there is compassion and appreciation for the value of a child's life, the outcome of that child's life is improved. The scripture tells us Moses' parents saw that he was no ordinary child. Don't let anybody tell you that your child, your grandchild, is an ordinary child in any respect. Our children are not ordinary children. We can only imagine the anguish in the heart of Moses' mother when she realized she could no longer hide her precious baby. What she must have felt as she created that waterproof basket, strategically planning the place and moment to put him in the water, standing back, letting go, but watching from afar. The baby Moses was rescued by Pharaoh's daughter. God arranged it for his biological mother to be his nurse, but he was brought up as the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter, as the grandson of Pharaoh. In the splendor of the palace, surrounded with all the riches and privileges of power and affluence. But there came a time when Moses experienced an internal shift. Verse 24 says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Nothing had changed on the outside, but Moses grew up. Can I tell you a secret? God's great struggle with man and his great struggle with us is to get us to grow up. Our grandson Malik frequently talks about the things his father says he will be able to do at certain ages. My dad said I can get a skateboard when I'm seven, he says. Of course, that doesn't stop him from wandering longingly every chance he gets down the aisle at Target, looking at the skateboards. In the life of every believer, there are God-ordained growing up moments. There are times when we need to wake up and smell the coffee and discern when God is ordaining change. 
Our grandson, Andrew, calls us from North Carolina frequently. And if we don't answer the phone, he calls back again and he calls back again and he calls back again. And when we finally connect, before he even says hello, he says, I called you, but you did not answer. You see, the Christian life is all about being tuned into God's voice, to knowing when he is ordaining change and growth. The Christian life is all about growth. God allows us to choose the direction of our growth. But being a Christian is all about growing up spiritually. If you're in the same place spiritually today as you were last year this time, it's time to think about what you need to do to grow. The moment of our conversion is not a stopping point, but a starting point. It is not God's will for us to grab hold of our salvation and become stagnant and complacent and content with the level of faith we start out with. When you grow up, some things are supposed to happen. Our scripture today offers us some insight into what ought to happen to us when we grow up spiritually. First, Moses discerned when it was time for a change. He knew change was the order of the day and he accepted the challenges that came along with this new stage in his growth. Something happened to Moses on the inside. There was a change on the inside. He had experienced a growing awareness of who he really was. Despite all the comfort and luxurious surroundings, he was restless. Something on the inside made his living conditions unacceptable and distasteful. When we grow up spiritually, we should lose our taste for the old life and the old habits. We should lose our tolerance for sin our old ways of thinking, the things that we thought would bring us joy and satisfaction, all of that changes. When we grow up spiritually, God changes our desires and that old life becomes distasteful. Verse 24 says, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So first, Moses discerned when it was time for a change. Second, Moses was willing to make a hard choice and accept what came along with it. He chose, according to verse 25, to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. When we make the choice to live for Christ, we can expect that some hard choices are going to come with that decision. You will have to choose whether to camp out at the starting gate or whether to run with the Lord all the way. If you've ever dared to say, for God I live and for God I die, whatever it costs me, God, I'm going all the way with you. I'm running to make a hundred, like that old song said. 99 and a half just won't do. Being a Christian is going to cost you something. 
Can I tell you that there will come times in your walk with the Lord when he ordains change? And it's scary because you can't see all that's on the other side of your choice. But if you know God is saying move and you won't move because you can't see that there's a cushy pillow up ahead with your name on it, you are operating not in faith, but in faithlessness. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you can see what God is doing, it means that's not faith. And he's doing more than you see. So second, Moses was willing to make a hard choice and accept what came along with it. Third, when Moses had grown up, he adopted a different value system. His values changed. Verse 26 says, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Moses saw the surrounding riches, the luxurious appointments of the palace, but he discerned that there was something of greater value than what he had experienced. Moses compared the value of what he was leaving behind and what he was gaining, and he put on his Reeboks and booked up. You see, there was no comparison. Paul said in Romans 8, 18, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. When God gets us to grow up, we put aside those things that are of no eternal value and we turn our eyes to him who is eternal. We release those unshakable, we release those shakable things to grab hold of unshakable things. When we grow up, we die to certain things and we come alive to certain spiritual priorities. You see, in order for anything to grow, something has to die. A seed planted in the ground has to die before a new plant can gain life. When you grow up, you die to the need to prove yourself to people. You die to people's opinions and the need for people's approval. You die to trying to impress people with how affluent you are, how educated you are. When you grow up, you die to yourself and self-centeredness. Finally, Moses began to walk in the light of a godly vision. Verse 27 says, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. You know, there is a misperception in the body of Christ in this I'm okay, you're okay culture. We've adopted this idea that when we are saved, life goes on as usual, but we just add a layer, 
just a little bit of Jesus. My late father didn't speak negatively about many things, but there was one song he did not like. And that song was the song that says, I need a little more Jesus. You see, we have fallen prey to this misconception that all we need is just a little more Jesus. I just want to share with you today that God is not satisfied to give us a little more Jesus. When God gets a hold of you, I mean really gets a hold on your heart and your spirit, he is not playing around with you. He wants to invade your life, infuse every fiber of your life with his love, electrify your existence with his supernatural power. You see, Moses persevered toward his destiny because he saw him who is invisible. When God grows us up, when we are filled with the spirit of God, we can see him who is invisible. We can hear that which is inaudible. We can trust God in the midst of challenges that seem impossible. We can love people who are insufferable. We can have joy that is unexplainable. And we can step out into that which is unpredictable. I arrived at home one day last week and saw my husband's truck in the driveway. And I was kind of surprised that he was at home already because I knew he had gone to the warehouse to pick up some food items for our church food pantry. I walked into the house and the first thing I saw was a small cluster of flowers wrapped in some white paper. I said, oh, what is this? I must have seemed happy and I guess my eyes kind of lit up, but my husband was quiet for a moment and he had a funny look on his face. He said, well, the lady at the warehouse said they sometimes get flowers from the stores that donate food. And she said, here, why don't you take these to your wife? So I brought them. Now my husband, I have to tell you, is honest if nothing else. He didn't even try to take credit for selecting or buying or intending to bring the flowers. So after I finished laughing, which took a while, I decided to put the flowers in a vase. To tell you the truth, the four daisies were wilty and the leaves looked a little dehydrated. As I unwrapped the flowers, I wondered if they would even stand up in the vase. And then I noticed something I had never seen before. Someone who was undoubtedly aware of the condition of the flowers had thoughtfully placed each one in a little green plastic narrow tube. Each flower had its own little support system. And placed in the water, the plastic tubes were virtually invisible. And I want to tell you that those wilty little flowers over the next few days came to life. And they lasted almost a whole week. What am I trying to say? When God grows us up, 
he does at times ordain change in our lives. But because we can see him who is invisible, we know we are not alone. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Aren't you glad that as wilted as you were, God saw something in you that was valuable enough to save. He stood us up with that old rugged cross and he holds us up long enough to grow us up. Thanks be to God, we can get up and God can grow us up. Hallelujah. Join us again next week for the Seed to Sow podcast with Reverend Lisa Weathers Hall. You can also reach us by email at seed to sow ministry at gmail.com. S E E D T O S O W ministry at gmail.com. God bless you.